Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to Brave the Wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey. Brave the Wild is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you once again for joining me today. Please bear with me. I'm not feeling my best. Uh, Hanging in there, though. Luckily, my voice didn't change too much, God willing. So, Minnesota, though, did not have the best week either. Just the scoring drought continues. We're talking three goals in the last 12 periods and and 0-2 in the two games. right 0-2 in the last two games and of course going back into the previous games yeah only three goals in 12 periods it's uh, really becoming a super drought here I don't even know where to go now of course the goaltending has been outstanding in front of Minnesota of course David Riddick and of course uh, (laughs) Mr. Jones Martin Jones in San Jose Casey DeSmith in Pittsburgh, and Ben Bishop in Dallas. Just great goaltending, unfortunately. Great goaltending by Devin Dubnik in Pittsburgh and in Dallas this past week. Of course, leading into the Christmas break and all that, and it ends tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks in Chicago, where Devin Dubnik will more than likely be in net again. No surprise there. Uh, and obviously, he's been great. He's been great most of the time, keeping Calgary only two goals back on the 15th. The, the Sharks game, not the best, but we're not going to talk about the Sharks game. Great goaltending in both games by both teams. Minnesota, though, a couple of horrendous turnovers in that game in Pittsburgh. The 20th of December, leading into Christmas, of course, in Pittsburgh. PPG Paints Arena. PPG Paints Arena. Gotta like that one. Uh, Just horrible turnovers. Uh, Greenway, it looked positive early on. He scored fairly early into into that first period, pardon me. Only about seven minutes in. Jordan Greenway with a nice wrister past Casey DeSmith. You felt, okay, maybe the Wild will come out of this one. Maybe the scoring drought's going to end, and we're going to win this 4-1, to 4-2. to Dubnik's been fairly sharp. Maybe he'll be better than that, shark, uh, that Sharks game, pardon me. But no, that was all she wrote. Casey DeSmith was outstanding the rest of the night, facing 41 shots, and of course stopping 40 of them. Hoyle and Brodeen were able to pick up the assists on the Greenway goal. But then a couple of horrible turnovers to Brian Rust, and Devin Dumnick behind the net, literally just kind of tried to put it around the net from behind, and it went right to Brian, went right to Jay Genzel, pardon me, and Brian Rust was able to finish on the one-timer. Similarly, also, 
on Brian Rust's second goal at the end of the third period as the second period. Very entertaining hockey. Lots of shots on net. Both goalies outstanding. Lots of posts being hit both times throughout both of these games, by the way. Posts from both teams. I mean, the post is the goalie's best friend, and we're talking like, I don't know, like three or four times for each team in both of these games, but just nothing going. Jake Gensel able to set up Brian, Brian Rust for a couple of one-timers. Pattern with a terrible uh, turnover as well behind the net for Devin Dumnick. Went right to Jake Genzel. Jake Genzel again, quick pass to Brian Rust. One-timer. Pittsburgh Penguins end up winning the game 2-1. to one. Uh, Casey DeSmith was phenomenal in net. Minnesota, a dumb penalty late in the game. They had the power play going. A little bit of time left in the game. An opportunity, 6-4. Six six on four. And, then you, <laughs> and then you have seven men on the ice. It's just, like, unbelievable. Seven skaters. Ridiculous. Too many men on the ice, and that was kind of all she wrote there. A two-to-one loss to Pittsburgh, just uninspiring. Couldn't I mean? You like the effort and all that. The effort was there. You got the shots on net. It wasn't like the Wild got only 21 shots. It's frustrating though. Just nothing going. A lot of bad luck. A lot of just no lucky bounces whatsoever. And then two stupid idiot turnovers that cost the Wild the game. Only two goals given up in both on turnovers. So definitely an extremely frustrating game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. <clears throat> that leaves you just shaking your head like, really? Did we really lose like that? And yeah, we did. Uh, the Dallas Stars game a couple nights later on the 22nd in Axel Energy Center. You come in hopeful. Okay, let's end the drought. Let's end the losing streak. Just wasn't meant to be. I mean, this game was goose egg to goose egg the first two periods. It was boring. I mean, there were shots on net, so it wasn't super boring. It's just frustrating when nothing's getting by. I mean, Ben Bishop again, one thing after another, if it's his helmet falling off or whatever, late on where Eric Stahl could have possibly tied the game up. Devin Dubnik outstanding throughout the game, but again, a couple of posts, <laughs> you know, he was, a couple of posts hit by the Dallas Stars, and again, the, the Wild, multiple posts hit in this one. Ben Bishop would stop 30 of 31. Devin Dubnik didn't face that many early on, but a couple of shots later on. Uh, 25 stops out of 27 shots. Both goalies good in the game, of course. Uh, Golden opportunities for Minnesota, especially in the overtime period, as this is the first overtime period for Minnesota since October 20th, which is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Like, really? We're talking two months. I don't get it. Uh, Two months since the Wild got to an overtime period, so at least you're guaranteed something. Even if you lose the game, and the Wild ultimately do, Radulov was completely out of gas. He's not the fastest player ever either, but he's that player from Russia, of course, who's kind of been in the NHL and back to Russia and in the NHL, back to Russia. He looks like he's 45, but not quite. (laughs) A nice little wrister and, of course, a bad goal given up by Devin Dumnik on that one, despite being freaking awesome throughout the game. Again, he didn't face a whole lot of shots from Dallas. Radulov ultimately with two points in the game. He also assisted on Jamie Benn's goal, which was a pretty good goal, I'd have to say. And I don't know. It's just a frustrating game. All the action happened in the third period. And again, there were opportunities in the first two periods, but just nothing happened, and Ben Bishop was sharp. Is it the Wilds' offense sucks, or did we just run into hot goalies back-to-back games? And, of course, David Riddich and, and freaking Mike Smith with Calgary. Mike Smith, as awful as he's been magically steps it up right when we play him because David Riddich had been so good and Mike Smith probably like for the first time in a while being treated like a backup goalie because David Riddich so much better for the Calgary Flames the past few I mean the past few weeks uh, going into the going into December and such putting Mike Smith down as the backup in Calgary leading their division 
Well, Mike Smith was was facing the reality that he might uh, hardly get any minutes for Calgary, and that's why he stepped up, I'm sure, and he certainly did the job. David Riddick, same thing, though, in Calgary. He's got something going, of course. Yes, I know everyone hates Calgary right now, and I do too because, well, if you've been living in a cave, obviously Minnesota Wild fans all probably know this by now, but in case you've been living in a cave or you've just been unavailable because of the holidays, or I like to call Christmas, other people call it the holidays. Let's just call it Christmas. Uh, <laughs> and I got a very, very, very nice review, by the way, on iTunes. I'll bring that up in the second segment. I can't thank you enough out there. That was awesome. Uh, awesome review. Thank you so much on iTunes. That was uh, that made me feel awfully good about this show. Thank, thank you so much. Um, but what was I talking about again? I don't even remember anymore, but a very frustrating uh, situation with Minnesota. Again, unable to score goals. And it just kind of is what it is at the end of the day. As I gather my thoughts and my groggy head finally coming together here right on the fly, <laughs> Matt Dumba, yes, Matt Dumba will be out for three months with a ruptured pectoral muscle. Ruptured pectoral muscle. Oh, there's a difference. Shut up! And so the secret's out. It's a pectoral muscle. Um... I, weird, but I'm, it's got to be in that fight. Again, still, like, pulling and ripping on that shoulder. I thought he could have, like, uh, hyperextended the elbow, torn rotator cuff, separated shoulder. It looked like a shoulder. It turned out to be a pectoral muscle, so the secret is out, and whatever. You know, I mean, guys, you, you just hope that there isn't any cheap shot artists out there. A pectoral muscle, though, I mean, that's your upper torso, so... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it is your torso. Whether it's upper or lower, it is your torso. Like your middle torso, basically. Your chest. Yeah, the pectoral muscle. How that ruptured? I, gu- I guess. I mean, I don't know. Um, but it did. And, of course, Matt, Matt Matthew Dumba requiring surgery, and he will be out at least three months. So, yeah. Well, Minnesota now has six defensemen. One of them, of course, being Nate Prosser. A right shot and all that. We, we appreciate what Nate Prosser brings, and I'm sure he'll get plenty of action, but boy, I understand if the uh, organization wants to keep Brennan, guys like Brennan Mendel and Louis Belpedio down in the AHL to continue to develop because they've been doing freaking awesome. Brennan Mendel just racking up the assists, especially the other night when you had the uh, explosion by Iowa. Can't wait to talk about that in segment number two, but um, it's going to be interesting to see what the Wild do in the next couple days to weeks here with the right shot situation. Of course, you like to have seven defensemen It'd be nice to see one of the young guys pair up with uh, Nick Sealer. I gotta think that should be fine, uh, or just yeah. And Pattern, you're you're stuck with him. He's not been good. I think Pattern's been very disappointing. I mean, he's a strong defenseman at times, but then you get the dumb turnovers. He provides no offense whatsoever. Uh, Sealer, I just think he's a better player than uh, Greg Pattern at this stage. Hey, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that right now. I'd love to see Belpedio play. He, you know, he's he's one of the top defensemen in the AHL's Iowa Wild at this stage, but Brendan Mendel's really emerged, and he's been steady and reliable down there. And only 21 years of age, Woodbury, Minnesota, undrafted free agent, signed uh, in the summer of 2017. That's just, uh, what a nice story, beautiful story. Brendan Mendel out of St. Thomas uh, High School. Just, wow, what a story. Beautiful, uh, what he's been able to accomplish at the AHL here. You know, you, you think usually an undrafted free agent like that, just out of high school, didn't go to the Gophers, didn't go to the St. Cloud State Huskies, Omaha, uh, Omaha Lancers, God knows, you know, somebody like that, <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska, whatever. Uh, who knows? I mean, Bemidji State, you know, Northern, okay, you get the idea. Go play with, 
go uh, go play with Grant Batalny or something as the coach there. But uh, no, I mean, just to come right to the AHL and to be as productive as he's been, what a hell of a story. And there I go jumping into the uh, prospects again. But hey, it's becoming something here. We're, when we're talking about a three-month absence for a guy, obviously conditioning and all that will be a factor. Three months, and especially where the injury is. I mean, conditioning is going to be a factor for that guy, doggone it, as awesome as he is. And he's not going to have that rifle shot right away. For a while after that, that's a, you know, that's one of your major strength points of your body. If you're unable to work out your chest, I mean, I don't know. That sucks. Oh, that really sucks for uh, Matt Dumba. Terrible injury for him. Nobody saw this coming. I mean, he might have had a 60-point season the way he was going. He was statistically heading towards the Brent Burns territory, which is borderline unthinkable. I mean, he's that good offensively now. Um, 20 plus goals, 25, 30 goals. I mean, that's crazy. He might have been Jason Zucker as a defenseman, but uh, freaking awesome. Uh, but unfortunately, again, now we're stuck. Unsure where to go with that. Again, only two games to review. So obviously, talking about the news is the news is kind of more important. And of course, these games just depressing. And I don't know, a lot of the uh, local media members, including myself, wouldn't mind seeing this team kind of not make the playoffs and. Uh, Get a higher draft pick. Again, get another Dumba, get another Zucker, or somebody better, hopefully, than Zucker. You know, somebody higher end at the forward position, somebody better than Luke Cunning. I mean, wouldn't that be great if you got a Brock Besser type of player into the organization and you really have something to build around to go along with the Dmitry Sokolovs and such? I mean, that would feel freaking awesome. And I don't know. Uh, gosh, the way Justin Kluse is playing, maybe we've got something down there in Iowa. Holy cow, that just might be worth calling out. But Eric Fear's done a good enough job as the fourth line center so far. So, well, it might have to be a different uh, different player getting injured for Mr. Uh, Justin Kluse to get called up. But uh, what a nice return after a very slow start to the season. Just exploding. Again, you can tell I can't wait for that. Mike Madonna Award for this episode. Dubnik. I mean, it's, it's Dubnik. Absolutely. Again, the stupid turnover in Pittsburgh, though, extremely frustrating. Uh, Greg Pattern's going to bring in the James Shepard Memorial. He doesn't bring a whole lot out there, and you get these dumb turnovers. It's just He's just a minus player right now for me, and I think a lot of Wild fans would agree with that. You know, it's like I want to like him. He's obviously a beautiful story, this and that, the little kid, you know, following him every game, and he gave him the jersey or whatever, signed, signed a stick and all that. Just was very cool, and I'm sure the poor, poor kid was sad to see him leave uh, Dallas and all that. But, I don't know, I mean, he could be a fan favorite, I'm sure, but, uh, I don't know, the production is not too good, unfortunately. Uh, he's a minus three, so that's not the worst ever, but still, you're not seeing a whole lot of production in a case that, that turnover pissed me off, and of course, he's had a number of turnovers during the course of the season that have been very costly, or could have been costly, luckily without a spectacular Devin Dubnik save. Dubnik definitely deserves the Mike Madonna Award slash Neil Broughton Award for this episode. Greg Pattern will ring in the James Shepard Memorial. With that, we'll take a break and have a pretty fun segment number two, I'd like to believe, uh, previewing three games, hopefully more positivity coming in versus the frustration of not being able to score despite playing pretty well. Again, minus the stupid-ass turnovers and the stupid-ass penalties here and there, the Wild played really well in these games, I think. Um, they did. I mean, you get 31 shots against Dallas. You get 41 against Pittsburgh. I mean, that that's not bad. And they just ran into hot goalies. So it just kind of is what it is there. Four losses in a row. Very frustrating. And finally squeaked out one point out of the four most recently. Sheesh, that's pretty harsh. That's harsh. Minnesota, again, would be missing the playoffs if the season ended today. That's a given. So... With that, we'll come back and uh, jump on board, preview some games, talk some prospects, and 
ring in the new year. here on Brave the Wild, segment number two. Time to talk about the upcoming three games where we can ring in the new year for the Minnesota Wild. And then, of course, look in the prospects. They Some of them had a wonderful week last week, a little explosion. That was pretty fun, so we'll talk about that coming up very shortly. Let's start off with the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Whew. December the 27th, the Minnesota Wild head to Chicago. They are 30th in the league in goals against, but yeah, I mean, because Cam Ward wasn't so good, four goals a game. I was going to think, well, Corey Crawford's back and everything's okay. Yeah, well, not not yet, but we all know how he's done against the Minnesota Wild historically, so I'm just going to kind of keep my mouth shut. Along with the other guy who's leading the club in scoring, that would be Patrick Kane, 44 points, 17 of them goals, 27 assists for Patrick Kane. He is just dominating every statistic offensively for the Chicago Blackhawks. What if he got traded? No, he's not going to get traded. He's got a Parisi suitor kind of a contract. So same with the Jonathan Taves. It, it is what it is. But um, watch them come back pretty quickly here because they're, they're going to get like the top uh, top three pick in the draft, top five pick. And well, for their sake, they're going to, you know, for their sake, hopefully it's the right pick. For our sake, hopefully it's not. Uh, but pretty much after Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, it's like Alex Debrincat. So, okay, he's all right. Ren and Saad, Mr. Evil Otto himself, he's underachieved the last few years since returning to the Chicago Blackhawks. Only 20 points in the 37 games he's been in. Brent Seabrook's way past his prime. Duncan Keith's way past his prime. Anasimov is a good player, but he's not great. 17 points in the 35 games he's been out there. Schmaltz is alt. He had a wonderful start to his career last year. Starting from, He came from North Dakota to the Chicago Blackhawks. Wonderful rookie year last year. He's missed uh, a number of games, 16 so far this year. He's only got 11 points, only two goals on the season. So it's just not been a good year for the Blackhawks. Uh, they're tied for the with the Los Angeles Kings for pretty much the worst record in hockey. Or are they one point ahead? Oh, they're one point ahead of the L.A. Kings, but the Kings have two games in hand. St. Louis has only played 34 games. Wow. So they have five games in hand versus the Blackhawks. Uh, 39 games for the Blackhawks and only 32 points. They are really struggling. Seven games below 500, minus 34, which is worst in the entire Western Conference. Pretty amazing statistic there. The next team we're going to play is the best plus minus in the Western Conference. That would be the Winnipeg Jets. So going to be very interesting. Tampa Bay dominating. Toronto 48, plus 48, plus 37 respectively for the Toronto Maple Leafs. To me, whether this is in Chicago, whether this is a team that knows us well, whether this is a team that has owned us the past, shucks, eight years or so, get the job done. Win. Please win, baby. Uh, The Blackhawks, surprisingly, have actually been playing a little bit better, though. Uh, They gave up seven goals against the Sharks on the 16th, seven to three loss. And then Nashville 2-1, nice game by Crawford. 5-2 win over the Dallas Stars in Dallas. A 2-1, very impressive victory against the Colorado Avalanche on the 21st, and then a 6-3 loss at home versus Florida. Hopefully Minnesota can get the job done. Now both clubs on the same break, 23rd to 27th. Both teams coming off a loss, four-day break, Christmas break, as we like to call it, 27th of December. 
you got to beat this team. I mean, they're, you know, if, if we're even somewhat serious about being a playoff team or somewhat serious about even being a respectable team, you got to beat the Blackhawks. I, I don't care how much Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane and Corey Crawford have owned the Wild. you got to get the job done. So to me, I don't know. End the scoring drought, please. And if the and if the Wild get, like, shut down again, like 2-1, to 3-1 to one in Chicago, <laughs> just bleep and tank. That's all there is to it. I didn't even, I just, <laughs> I just dropped an F-bomb. Might have to catch that one. Holy God. <laughs> expecting to do that but uh that's pretty much how i feel just bleep and tank i mean it's getting to that point what whatever you know i mean uh, and, and enough is enough it's too much so uh, i'm gonna pick the wild to win four two three four to two four to two i mean i like the way devin dumnick has been playing i keep coming up with that same score let's keep it three to one devin dumnick really shuts down the blackhawks and it's kind of going the opposite direction three to one win over chicago minnesota scores three goals the same amount of goals they've scored in the last four games we pile them up against the blackhawks and win three to one patrick kane will score for chicago because he will because he always scores against minnesota or jonathan taves but patrick kane will be the guy to score for chicago maybe they'll get two goals i don't know Maybe it'll be four to two with an empty netter for Minnesota. But one way or another, just get the bleeping job done. Zach Parisi will score for Minnesota versus the Chicago Blackhawks. He will be the most likely guy to score in the game, in my humble opinion. Goal number sixteen to continue to lead Minnesota in scoring. Get the job done and beat the bleeping Blackhawks. That's all I gotta say. Now you get to play the Winnipeg Jets on the twenty ninth of December. I don't like the way Minnesota plays in Winnipeg. I love the way Minnesota plays Winnipeg in Minnesota. I love the way we played the Jets here. We always seem to beat them. A matinee game in Winnipeg. Matinee, kind of a matinee. I mean, three in the afternoon on a Saturday. Loss. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. It's a loss. I don't like the way we play against Winnipeg in Winnipeg. And I don't like the way we play in these bleeping matinee games. Once in a while, we win them. But I don't feel good. Uh, and I don't feel good physically right now either. You could probably tell. That's why I'm a little moody. First place in the Western Conference, not just the division, but the Western Conference. 50 points, best goal differential, 24 and 10, all that good stuff. They're fourth in the league in goals, fifth in goals against, second in the whole NHL in power play, 11th in penalty kill. Minnesota, by the way, the most notable statistic for Minnesota, second in the NHL in penalty kill. So we've been good there, but the power play is just mediocre at best. Sometimes we score on all of them, and sometimes we're 0 for 5. We're like 3 for 5 one night, 3 for 3, and the next night we're 0 for 5. Well, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not feeling too confident going into Winnipeg. Uh, Mark Scheifele has been a hell of a player. 49 points. Blake Wheeler, of course. We all know who he is. Minnesota ties, da-da-da. We all know. Played for the Gophers during that run where we were the, the team that was the team that was a lot better than they were performing in the tournament, that's for sure. They played great in the regular season, and they freaking choke in the tournament every year, which drove us all crazy. Interesting goalie conversation. Uh, con- interesting goalie. Uh, combination. Connor Hellebuck, he gives up goals. Almost three a game. His save percentage is just barely below 91. Not that great. And then you get Laurent Brissot, who's been fantastic. Laurent Brissot, he has been good. Eight and one. Light, lights out, man. He's He's got the only shutout of the year for the Winnipeg Jets, and he just got it versus the Vancouver Canucks. One to nothing. That is kind of a Winnipeg type of game. Despite the fact this team can score goals, they can also really, really, <laughs> you know, they can really tighten up things as well and uh, shut you down. And that's what the Winnipeg Jets did to the Vancouver Canucks, who are not a very good team, but still one nothing win. Laurent Brassaw, who has been lights out in net for the Winnipeg Jets, may have a nice positive future in the league. Save percentage of 94 in the 10 games he's been in net. 
Put it this way, if Lauren Bersaw is in it, we're done. Uh, the Wild have beaten Connor Hellebuck many times, and Connor Hellebuck has beaten the Wild many times. It's a, it's, this has got Green Bay, Minnesota, Chicago, Minnesota when it comes to football all over it because it's division rival. The home team always bleeping Wednesdays. They just always do. And that's not trying to be lazy like, like a lazy analyst. And wow, Calgary versus Winnipeg tonight. That's good. I, I like it. Calgary versus Winnipeg tonight. Cool, man. <laughs> I like it. Or is it tonight? It is tonight. Yep. Ooh, I like that. So leading into Minnesota. Woo, top two teams in the West. Maybe that'll be the conference final for the Campbell Trophy there. Campbell Conference Trophy. Dustin Bufflin, of course, former forward, moved to defense, 28 points, former Blackhawk, and he has been a killer for the Winnipeg Jets. Power play master out there. He's got six, uh, excuse me, 14 power play assists, including one goal, 15 power play points. Blake Wheeler, 18 assists on the power play, no goals. Only five goals. I mean, kind of Gretzky-like when you know later in his career with a bajillion assists and not too many goals. Uh, Forty-three assists for Blake Wheeler. He's like a super Granlin when it comes to that statistic. When Granlin kind of wasn't scoring much, but he'd get a lot of assists. Awesome. Uh, Mike Shuffle has been a, a star though. Twenty-two goals. Patrick Lane, nice addition as well in the past. Uh, he has just been fantastic. Twenty-three goals, leading the club in goals, but. No assists, Harley. So him and Blake Wheeler kind of offsetting each other. It's the depth of this team, though. Like how Chicago had, their, they have their two stars, and then somebody named Debron Katz, the third leading scorer, and after that, it's like Brandon Stodd's only got 20 points, and it's like not much to talk about. Winnipeg is just, you know, 49, 48, 30, 28, 28, 27, all down to uh, uh, Ellers down there with 27 points. 15 goals in the season for uh, Nikolai uh Ellers, 27 points, 15 goals for him. A very dangerous team, top to bottom. Strong defense, strong scoring. They're one of the best teams in the league. I mean, that's why a lot of people have this team winning the Stanley Cup or getting to the conf- getting to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, they're going to the Conference Finals this year, and if they don't, it'd be a huge shocker. Maybe the Vegas Golden Knights knock them out again, but uh, that'll be something. This is a great team. I don't like them at all, but it's a great team. Let's just be honest and give credit where it's due. They are only 13 points ahead of Minnesota right now, which uh, makes you feel all warm and fuzzy on the inside. Minnesota's not going to win the game, bottom line. 3-1 to one type of game. I think Winnipeg's going to score. It might even be 4-1, to 4-2 to two type of game. 4-1 to one possibly, 3-1 to one down the stretch. You pull the goalie, they score their their uh, they score their fourth goal. I think it's going to be 4-2. to two. I think Winnipeg's going to get four goals in the game. I mean, they're just that good. 3-2, to 3-1, to one, something like that. But Winnipeg will win the game. The most likely guy to score for Minnesota. Mikhail Granlin is due for another goal, and let's give it to him. I, I hope he can get it done. Maybe even multiple goals in the game for Mikhail Granlin. Uh, Spurgeon's also very due, but I'll go with Granlin in this one. i got a feeling he's going to find the back of the net in one of these. Make some kind of a nice move, maybe on the power play, and get the job done for Minnesota, but will not win the hockey game, unfortunately. Winnipeg, again, by the way, I'll look at their last five. They're 4-1. and one. No surprise. They lost to the Los Angeles Kings, though. Wow, they beat the Blackhawks on the 14th, 4-3. Tampa Bay, 5-4. Very impressive game there on the 16th. Possible Stanley Cup final there. Uh, Tampa Bay and Winnipeg, two best teams in hockey, along with Toronto and uh, Nashville, of course. That's your big four. You lose to the Kings, one of the worst teams in hockey, but hey, that's every game. And on the road and stuff, stuff happens on the road especially. You beat the Sharks on the road, 5-3. Very impressive game there. And then a 1-0 shutout by Brassard. So we'll see what happens. 
with the Jets. They will again play the Calgary Flames with another epic battle, which they'll probably win because they just will. <sighs> you can tell I'm thrilled about it. The annual New Year's Eve game will be the Pittsburgh Penguins in Excel Energy Center. I believe we played them before. We've definitely played Winnipeg, and we've definitely played the Columbus Blue Jackets in this. I believe we've played them before in the uh, New Year's Eve special every year in Excel Energy Center, 5 o'clock. Love these. And yes, I'm pretty sure we have, and we pretty much never win this game, but I don't know. I've got a good feeling. I've got a, I've got a good feeling Minnesota's going to go 2-1 this week. Beat Chicago, beat Pittsburgh. Two teams that have had won multiple Stanley Cups, obviously five in the last ten years here. Pretty impressive. Uh, like the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots, basically, of hockey. <laughs> you know, when it comes to the last ten years or more. Of course, Pittsburgh, it's been a while since they won a Super Bowl, so that's okay. I hate the Steelers. Um, I like the Penguins a little bit. Obviously, talented, deep, blah, blah, blah. Mr. Genzel's been a nice story, obviously. We wish the Wild could have him. 15 goals, 18 assists, a couple of one-timers set up to his buddy Brian Rust there, who's only got nine goals. A solid player. I'd take Brian Rust in Minnesota on the third line, if humanly possible, but I don't know. Uh, Chris Letang had a disappointing year last year. He's been much better this year. Phil Castle, of course, the guy who centered the uh, third line at times and been fantastic. That's why the Penguins are so good. They're just phenomenal up the middle. Sidney Crosby, the LeBron James of hockey. Malkin, I'm not sure what he would be like. <laughs> not the Kevin Durant or anything. That would probably be, I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know. Kevin Durant's probably uh, Connor McDavid or something. <laughs> or he's beyond that even. Um, I don't know. They are what they are. One way or another, very talented team who's got the job done. Uh, they found a goalie for this year because I think Matt Murray is just I think he's toast right now. He's been terrible. Uh, Tristan Jari's not been anything special either. He's been bad in the two games he's been in there. He's basically the third goalie and AHL goaltender. Matt Murray's been playing like an AHL goaltender when he's been in net and I think it's Casey DeSmith's team right now uh, in the goaltender position. Matt Murray miraculously has had two shutouts but so has Casey DeSmith and he was a he was just a stone wall for Minnesota last time around. I hope Minnesota can get the job done. Penguins playing significantly better after they look like they've been dropping off. They're starting to knock on those playoff doors again and they're third place in that Metropolitan Division. Don't look now. And Casey DeSmith added his second shutout of the season versus Carolina most recently. So, pretty good. Uh, the goaltending has been way better in Pittsburgh of late. Way better. Uh, despite giving up three goals to the Kings who've been a little bit frustrating for teams on the 15th Penguins still beat them. Uh, they lose four goals, give up four goals to Anaheim at home. And then they beat Washington, which they normally do, 2-1. to one, Beat Minnesota, 2-1, to one, and 3 nothing over Carolina. Casey DeSmith has been outstanding. Of late, Matt Murray had one good game in there, but I don't think anybody trusts him right now. Um, I have a good feeling about this game. I, I don't know why, despite the fact Pittsburgh's playing well. I love the way the Wild play the Penguins in XL Energy Center. I'm going to go with the win for Minnesota. It's like the same score every time, though, isn't it? How about a 2-1 to win for Minnesota? A very lockdown type of game, close type of game. Minnesota comes out victors at the end of the day. I think Jason Zucker's the hero again, uh, or at least he'll score. Maybe he'll score the first goal. Eric Stahl will get the second. I think it's going to be Stahl and uh, Zucker will be the two goal scorers. That's just my guess, but who knows? Maybe Grindland, but... I'll go with uh, Eric Stahl, who will kind of be the hero, though. He'll score the game-winning goal for Minnesota. 
Uh, Jake Genzel will score for the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think it's going to be Genzel or Crosby most likely to score for Pittsburgh, but Minnesota wins a 2-1 to victory. Casey DeSmith has been great. Dubnik has been great, generally speaking. It's going to be another mono a mono kind of game. Not a whole lot of scoring, maybe 30 to 35 shots per team. Maybe Minnesota gets to 40 and outlasts the Pittsburgh Penguins before overtime, a regulation victory for Minnesota before overtime or shootout. So, because we don't go to overtime or shootout anymore. And Minnesota ends up winning the game, and it'll be Happy New Year, Minnesota, with the win and a 2-1 to record in this week. Now let's look at those prospects in that lightning game they had this past week, including another 4-0 victory last night. Last Friday was a special night if you're an Iowa Wild fan. Now you give up seven goals, and that sucks. And <laughs> John Gillies gave up eight goals, 45 shots from Iowa, and Kapokokkanen. See, this is why I'm happy for Kapokokkanen, able to get the shutout coming up later here. But a 8-7 to seven victory over the Stockton Heat. Again, the Calgary Flames uh, AHL affiliate. So hopefully no fights and no injuries in this game. But uh, Justin Clues, a hat trick. And three assists. That is just crazy. Mason Shaw added three assists in the game. Brennan Mendel, four assists. Dmitry Sokolov has been pretty quiet, adding his ninth goal of the season, so he's way up there. Louis Belpedio getting his tenth point, which was his third goal of the year, to go with his seven assists. Uh, Jerry Fitzgerald, of course, has been playing well. Kyle Rao even added three points in that particular game. What a fun night for Iowa Wild fans. And Justin Kloos, again, really coming out of that doldrums, and he's now only one point behind Cal O'Reilly for the team leading points. Pretty awesome. Uh, Justin Klutz, 10 goals in the season to go with his 12 assists. That hat trick really, really got things moving. 22 points in 25 games. He's a plus 7 for Minnesota. The guy who's just been a phenomenal story, like I said, 4 assists for Brendan Mantle, who had been solid all season. Just picking up the assists here and there on the power play and this and that. Again, Woodbury, Minnesota native. No goals so far this year. But 16 assists now, and he's a plus 13, which leads the entire team. Jerry Fitzgerald second with 11. Louis Belpedio at 7 now. He was a plus 10. Amat Bartkowski, Bartkowski, pardon me, has a, is a plus 7 with 9 points uh, the, for the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania native there. 30 years old, unfortunately, so a career minor leaguer, but he's done a heck of a job. And again, a nice, wily veteran. Will Biden finally scored his first goal last night. How about that? Finally. Five points. As he's been kind of chipping away, chipping away, finally getting some points here. Now he's at five in the 19 games. He was stuck at like one or two for the longest time. And he's been chipping away. Will Biden, again, the acquisition in the Gustav Olofsson trade. Only 20 years old, so a pretty young guy at the AHL level. Kook, uh, Kook, Luke Cunning, of course, the other 20-year-old, along with Dmitry Sokolov. There is, a, there is hope in the system right now. The cupboards aren't bare. That's the good part. Again, Luke Cunning's been up with Minnesota, third line. Hasn't scored jack squad, unfortunately, but has had some nice moments here and there. Of course, that fun fight he had in uh, in the Dallas game, drawing some blood and all that. That was entertaining. It was fun, but uh, unfortunately, just another loss for Minnesota. At the end of the day, uh, drawing some blood from both players and standing up for his teammates, but to see Minnesota lose just was heartbreaking. Um... Very, very frustrating right there. Hooking, where am I looking at here? Yep, the fighting. Him and Roman Pollock. That's who it was. He got that big fight with uh, Roman Pollock. That's who it was. They drew some blood there. Both players drew blood. Pollock got in some pretty good punches. He got a trillion penalty minutes in the game. He was actually ejected uh, in the game. The game misconduct and all that. So that's a nice <laughs> instigator and all that. So that was kind of a big mess for Pittsburgh. Roman Pollock ultimately 
missing a ton of time and Minnesota getting a four-minute power play, which unfortunately amounted to absolutely nothing. And that was the extreme frustration in that Dallas game. So backtracking a little bit, adding more details to that Dallas Stars game, which, you know, was a bit disappointing despite the fact that Minnesota played well in the game, but just not well enough. And that's where the frustration comes in. So far, Luke Cunning has not provided a single point in his six games in the NHL, which kind of sounds like last year. And Eulerik Sinek has been as invisible as ever, stuck at four points. I don't know, man. I don't know. Sending him down to the AHL isn't the dumbest thing either, I don't think. I don't think it really is. So there I go, bouncing around. Again, the prospects have been very, very excited with uh, Brennan Mental, Luke Cunning, Mason Shaw. He's only 19 years old. He's actually the youngest player of the team. And he's third in scoring. Had those three assists. Added another one yesterday. He's got 18 on the season. He's definitely the Granlin of the <clears throat> Iowa Wild, unless you want to call Cal O'Reilly that. He's got the same amount of assists and a couple of extra goals there for Cal O'Reilly. But he's 31, unfortunately, from Toronto there. Uh, Justin Clues, again, at very minimum, he's a wonderful AHL player. But I think he's, he, he could have some NHL in his future, and hopefully he does. Kyle Rowe has had some NHL in his in his uh, past. Hopefully he can get back there again at some point. Unfortunate, though, he's kind of stuck in Minnesota, uh, in Iowa right now because we kind of have who we have. It's good to sign some Wiley veterans to help Minnesota in that fourth line. You're getting an Eric Fair and such, but I don't know. I don't think Brown brings anything. I think Fair does bring something. Yuli uh, Erickson Eck, I think, I think I would not be against Justin Kloos and Erickson Eck trading places right now. And I think that would be the smart thing to do when you want to talk about prospects. Both of them are prospects. Yule Erickson Eck needs to find that scoring touch in the AHL. Go ahead and tell me he's been fine, this and that. No, he's not. He's not scoring and he's he's invisible. Justin Kloos deserves a crack at the NHL for an extended period. Two to three weeks at least. And see if Yule uh, Erickson Eck, 10, 15 games in the AHL, can find that scoring touch and still be a point-to-game guy. Maybe come back up to Minnesota if Justin Kloos isn't uh, providing hardly anything. And uh, maybe Yule Erickson Eck can finally get going. You, you got to do it. I mean, the Twins did it with Torrey Hunter. It's the same thing, getting down to AAA, which is the AHL, and finding that, that touch. Finding the, you know, he Torrey Hunter started slugging that ball for the Twins way back in the day after struggling, struggling, couldn't hit anything. Found that touch, came up, and he was Torrey Hunter. Finally, he became Torrey Hunter. And then let's let's do that with uh, Mr. Eulerik I'm not comparing him to Torrey Hunter, but I'm just saying... Situations are similar in terms of the guy has talent. Just get him down there and get him going. Let's go. Justin Clues, hopefully, maybe, just maybe, he could be that center for Minnesota for a long time in the uh, the the bottom six, so to speak, third, fourth line type of guy. Maybe he can play some wing, but also most of the time he's a center, and he's been a damn good one. He can score goals, and he can set players up. And guess what? What's Justin Clues? He's a right shot, folks. Justin Clues shoots right, which, again, very few players on Minnesota do. Uh, obviously, wonderful career with the Gophers. He was on that team that went to the national championship game as a freshman, 32 points. I mean, no Gophers freshmen are doing that right now, despite it's a pretty decent class, uh, but uh, uh, awesome. Nice to see a lot of these guys step up, though, this past week. College, of course, finally getting back going again, and it's great. Gotta love that. Uh, OHL, you just, it's just, you know, certain guys, obviously, uh, Ivan Lani has been about a point a game still, and that's good. But let's let, let's get him to the AHL and see what he can do. I mean, looking at OHL players and stuff, it's just kind of like, I don't know. I'm I'm more interested in the Iowa group right now at the moment because none of them are really standing out so much in the OHL. And the OHL is, you know, 
we'll, we'll get back to that more in the coming weeks here and there. I mean, I, I don't mind talking about it. It doesn't hurt anybody. But at the same time, it's good to see guys in the AHL providing some scoring touch, uh, including Dmitry Sokolov, who hopefully will make it to Minnesota in the next two years here with uh, Kirill Kaprizov two years from now. Put them on a line together, maybe. Who, who knows? Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> so with that, I think that's about it. Now let's look at the, uh, before I step away, let's look at this wonderful review on iTunes. Just can't thank you enough as I gradually load this up. And again, I encourage all of you, please do uh, write a review of the show. If you like the show, you want to help it out, please write a positive review. This was just the, the bomb. I mean, I really appreciate it so very much. If I can get it to load here, got to keep going all the way. Fun and fat. Nope, that's not the right one. Where did it go? Or where did it go? Yeah, it gets all unorganized and mixed up, unfortunately. Good show. No baloney podcast. There we go. I knew there was there. It was just last Friday. Apple IS 1984. So, unfortunately, not, not a regular name there. But it was a, he put no baloney podcast uh, as the uh, headline. Great podcast. Willing to say the difficult things other podcasts wimp out for mentioning. Covers all the bases. Games, minors, players' performance. What's right? What's wrong? More people should listen to this podcast versus some of the other PC, as in political correct, big business out-of-towner, hate-the-fans podcast out there today. And yes, he says Merry Christmas. Love it. Thank you so much, Apple IS. And um, let me know who you are if you can. (laughs) Thank you so much. That was an awesome review. That is about as good a review as I've ever gotten on anything in my, you know, and I've had some good reviews here and there. And in the early days, back about nine years ago, there was some harsh bullcrap. And I, I don't know. It just is what it is. People are looking for something else, this and that. And that's just, that's just how it is. People are going to troll. People are going to hate. People are going to do this, do that. But uh, can't thank you enough. Apple IS 1984. That is a awesome, awesome review. And it, it means a lot to me. So can't thank you enough. You get the gold star for this episode in a big, big way. <clears throat> so let's talk about the uh, Facebook page, the contact details. And maybe you can call in sometime, whatever it is. At Brave the Wild. At Brave the Wild is the Twitter account. Facebook.com forward slash Brave the Wild is the Facebook page. Going to give a big shout out to a couple of pages as well. MNW players, MNW players, encourage you to join that. I noticed a lot of people have been joining that page, even though it's been a bit inactive, unfortunately. Uh, Merrick Skybot tends to post more on the, uh, or actually Pavel Bunet, I should say, has been posting much more on Minnesota Wild Hardcore. Covers everything. I love Pavel Bunet out of the Czech Republic. Unfortunately, his friend, uh, Bubble Jennings was traded a few weeks back to the uh, Los Angeles Kings organization. So that, that's a bit of a bummer, but it is what it is. Hopefully he can do better there and, uh, you know, get get back on track in the ECHL there and on to the AHL, Pavel Jennings, Czech Republic. Um, thanks again, though, uh, Pavel Bonet, the good guy out there, good friend, loves hockey, loves the prospects, loves the current players, follows everything, and he posts on, on Minnesota Wild Hardcore. And, of course, he is the owner and creator of MN Wild Players. Encourage you to join that Facebook page. And, of course, Minnesota Wild Hardcore. Huge shout-out. Again, Pavel Burnett, Merrick Skyba, uh, Jim Maddell, Sarah Maddell, Chad Walski, many others out there, Chance Kostick, David Kostick, and so many others. You guys are awesome. Love that page. And can't thank you enough for being good friends out there. And, again, you got the Minnesota Wild Hardcore patch. You just might win one of these. Hear that little scratching sound? 
in a sort of wild hardcore patch scratching up there on the microphone. Still got to put it on the jersey. I've been lazy. <laughs> it's going to get on a jersey one day, but I love to have it as a companion when I do the shows because yeah, wild hardcore is the best. And of course, these patches are awesome. I mean, that's that's high quality, man. It look awesome on a jersey, of course, and you just might win one of those when you chat, uh, chat around in the in-game threads and have a lot of good points and are active, which... I haven't been because of my schedule. I have to catch up to games, unfortunately, at times with my schedule. So, But I catch up and get all the details I need to get, and here I am doing the show. So it just it is what it is. We all have our schedules. We all have to do what we do. I would be in that in-game thread every game if I could be. Every game. And, um, boy, I mean, I, that Minnesota Wild Hardcore patch looks better and better each year because it's different each year, too. This one's freaking awesome, though. And, I, again, it's it's great. Uh, Jim Maddell, Sierra Maddell out of Duluth there. That's the uh, Jim is the founder of that page. Again, major shout out there. Thanks again. God bless all of you. I hope you have a wonderful New Year. Hope you had a great Christmas and all that. And uh, Hanukkah, if you celebrate that. Kwanzaa, maybe you celebrate that. Who knows? Um, all respect to you. And uh, the other the other way to get on the show could be again. You can comment on the Facebook page and the Twitter account. Please do like and follow the Facebook page or Twitter account. That information will be in the show description. And then you could get on here via audio, which would be really nice. Uh, the phone line is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Brave the Wild and do your statement. Shout out, comment, question, and opine. Just like Apple IS 1984. Join the Facebook page, Twitter account, call in, whatever it is. Those are the phone lines. The Facebook page also has the call now button, which goes to the same phone line via Facebook Messenger, if you have it. And that's a free call, of course, because it's it's Facebook Messenger. They don't charge you anything, regardless of where you're from, as long as you're connected somehow, some way to the Internet or cellular, wireless, whatever the heck. And there you go. The best of all, though, I think, is the audio submission route because there's no limit. The other one is a voicemail, so it's a three-minute limit. The audio submission route, you simply use the free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet, from a small little iPod all the way up to a big iPad to a freaking smart TV. It might even have it. I don't know. I don't really know about that, but I know about smart TVs. I'm looking at two of them, but uh, I don't know about recording on those, but of course you can use Audacity on your laptop or desktop. You can use the free voice recording app on your Note 8 or your uh, iPhone whatever, and uh, call in, treat it like a phone call. Well, you record it, save it, email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com, and then I will convert it over to an MP3 file because it rarely is. It's usually M4A or something like that. Convert it to an MP3 file. Thanks to zumzart.com. Got to give them a shout out because of what that website provides for this show. It allows me to convert uh, audio files to MP3s, which is, of course, something you can work with with Audacity. Again, Happy New Year, everybody. I'm not a huge fan of New Year's that much because I think, yeah, I think people go way overboard with it and all that. But uh, whatever floats your boat, if you like it, enjoy it. Uh, I'll take Thanksgiving or Christmas any day over New Year's, but it is what it is. At, at least you get to start a new year. Hopefully something positive comes out of it, including uh, the Iowa Wild players continuing to get better and come up to Minnesota and have successful careers with Minnesota. That's fun to watch a guy start go all the way and have some major success in the NHL someday. That would be awesome. So with that, God bless you. Stay safe. As, uh, if you live in the Twin Cities area right now or Iowa or maybe the Dakotas, it's getting kind of dangerous out there. Rain in December is not good. Rain in January, which we're pretty much in now, is not good because the temperature is not going to stay 37 degrees. I wish the damn thing stayed 
27 degrees or something, and we just got some nice, dry, fluffy snow. I would take that any day over this wet crap. And now the temperatures are going to dip about 20, 30 degrees. And, well, what do you think is going to happen with all that water that I'm staring at right now? That water and slush everywhere. What do you think is going to happen when the temperature is about 8 degrees? Take a wild guess, right? Uh, A very bumpy hockey rink. Not a good hockey rink, a bumpy one where everything goes wrong. So God bless all of you. Please stay safe. Take care. We will talk to you in a week, and hopefully Minnesota starts heading in that right direction again. And if not, let's get that damn draft pick.